You're listening to the Lifestyle Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Dwyer. And I'm Alex Wojciechowski. We cut through the BS in the health and fitness industry and give you the strategies you need to make real progress when it comes to your health, your body, and fitting all this stuff into your lifestyle. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number four. I'm your host, Nick. And I'm Alex. We got a fucking awesome episode for you today. It's all around sleep, how to dial in your sleep once and for all. And we're going to be giving you a lot of awesome nuggets in here so that you can turn around your sleep and finally get what I think is the most important thing to better health, to more weight loss, to just better results with every area of your life going in the right direction. And so before we get into that, though, dude, Nick, what's going on lately? What do you got going on in your life? Um, let's see. I know last week I was talking about, actually, I think the last two weeks, the dopamine <laughs> kind of stuff. And and then I mentioned how I've been going to the library. Um, haven't done as much as I want to, but when I do go there, I feel incredible where I just, my phone's in the car. Um, yeah, just reading, doing some more writing too. And um, yeah, yeah, I just I actually really like it. I'm surprised. Like I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> I love it. Who do you run into at the library these days? I feel like honestly, I haven't stepped foot in there in um so I'm gonna like be honest, elementary school. I I'm pretty sure I've seen a few homeless people in there. Um there was this one I don't know if there were a couple or what, but it was like these two older people and they just like I don't think they realized they were in a library. Like it sounded like they thought they were in a coffee shop. And they were just they were just going off about like everything, like about like young people and like how the world is today. And so I didn't really get much done because I was just like I couldn't focus one because it was louder than two just because it was like there was an interesting conversation. <laughs> um, well, they were entertaining, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> No, yeah, man. Awesome. But um, why don't you tell us about your skydiving? I didn't get to ask you that. Oh, dude. So the crazy thing is about the skydiving. So I was supposed to go two weeks ago. I remember, you know, on the last pod, I was talking about how I was going to go on Friday. And then Friday came, there was bad weather. And so I had to reschedule it for this last Saturday. And I was, I was so damn nervous on the first attempt. My stomach was turning literally, you know, probably too much information. I was on the, the fucking toilet like the whole morning, just did not feel good. And I was like, this is going to be brutal. And then it got canceled or rescheduled for the next weekend. And Saturday came along and I was just like calm. It was, I was like waiting for just like anxiety or anything to hit. And just I was just like calm the whole time got a little bit nervous as it got closer, like when I was actually at the place getting ready to jump and started to get like a little bit nervous. And then we get up on the plane and we start going and like, it's a tandem, you know, I can't jump by myself, which is good. I'd probably wouldn't yeah. be talking to you guys here, but uh, the freakiest thing was literally getting up in there. They opened the door and then you scoot over and we're like sitting with my legs out of the, the plane looking down at just fucking the ground, dude. And, and literally that was a scary moment. And then he just like jumps out. The guy jumps out, like pushes me out 
and it went from like the scariest moment ever to like the most amazing moment ever. Like when you're free falling, you got your arms out and just honestly, it was the most adrenaline I ever had in my life. And it lasted for like maybe 45 seconds, just straight free falling. Not a care in the world. Oh yeah. (laughs) Holy shit. That's insane. It was wild. But then I got back on ground and I was just like depressed. And I was like, why do I feel like shit? And I talked to somebody and they're like, yeah, like adrenaline dump is like a real thing where you had, I went from having so much adrenaline, which is probably the most adrenaline I've ever had coursing through my veins in a long time. You know, I can't, I don't know what other situation to possibly get that up that high, but to straight like normal life again. And so I just like, it just felt super low the rest of Saturday night, all day Sunday, fucking hammered some some ice cream and like five cookies on Sunday just because I didn't feel good about myself. And uh, that's not, not ideal. Not ideal, but I'm at that point now where I just kind of get back on it. Like every once in a while, I'll have something like that happen where I just like, I just need just need to grab a, a big thing of ice cream. And- yeah, get through it. Yeah. yeah, man. I mean, using like, you know, since you're having like all of that adrenaline, like, you know, at one time, even if it's like, it could be like a dopamine thing too, where you're getting like that huge rush of it. And it's like, your body has just like used like everything it has. And it's just like, all right, we need to, <laughs> we need to like go hide for a little bit and just like, you know, do everything yeah. you can to recover. It makes sense. It was, but overall, dude, amazing. If anybody out there is, I mean, I was, I'm kind of, I'm not like a huge fan of heights, but it was just one of the most amazing things I've done. I don't plan on being like a skydiver by any means, you know, I'm not going to be going every weekend, but if anybody that I know is like, I'd love to go skydiving down the road sometime, then I would, I would hop back on the train again. Yeah. Give it another shot. Do you have yeah. any aspirations to skydive, Nick? Yeah. I mean, I haven't really thought about it that much, but yeah, I definitely want to at some point. Um, I don't know when that time will come, but I definitely should. You got to do it. It'll change your life, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, anything else going on, though? Not much, dude. Just, you know, today, dragging a little bit of ass. Not, not going to lie. Energy's a little bit low. Been a long day. But tried doing some jumping jacks before this. I'm actually doing a live training tonight in my group on how to increase your energy. So it's a good day for that. I I, 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 uh, I added some good tips just on how you can kind of just get a quick boost to energy. Because I know I used to be somebody who would navigate towards the old uh, coffee. Just freaking have that shit running through my veins. And that's not a good formula for energy long term it's also not a good formula for sleep which kind of brings us into this this week's topic yeah yeah absolutely um yeah so i guess let's get into it now since we're we're right there but yeah the first thing we wanted to talk about was just like why sleep is so important to us why we wanted to have it as like our fourth episode um and just kind of go through like the benefits and all that kind of stuff first so It's just really about like how sleep can impact everything in your life, whether like, you know, any type of goal you have and then just how you feel 
you know, how you function, all of that. So, yeah, I mean, the big thing is like, is recovery and, and growth, but that kind of like channels into all areas. Um, whether it's, you know, recovering from, from training, if it's something with like your immune system, you're recovering from a disease. Um, and then even just with, you know, your mood and your mindset, mental health, being able to have like that clarity when you wake up. I know for me, if I miss like, maybe not miss, but um, I get like five or six hours or it's just really poor quality sleep. I just, I wake up with that brain fog and then that kind of sets the tone for the day. And it's just like, you know, an uphill battle from there. Oh, hundred percent dude. Yeah. It's, I, I think that, you know, sleep is the number one thing that people can do for their health, for any of their goals, for their productivity, like you said, for their recovery, for their performance in the gym, um, any sport, if you're doing a sport, goddamn, like sleep is going to impact that performance the next day. That's something I didn't ever realize back when I was playing sports was just how big of like how big of a jump you can get on the competition just by dialing in that sleep, getting the good quality sleep. And on top of that, I mean, it helps to just lower your stress, lower inflammation in the body. Like we were talking about on, on the foundation episode, just how much sleep and stress are linked. You know, we didn't go too much into it, but they're like so linked and, and, you know, having high stress is going to lead to rough sleep. Having um, a lot like rough sleep is going to lead to more overall stress. It can lead to more inflammation in the body. You know, not to mention that like you said, you brain fog, man, like just cognitive function, having memory, just focus throughout the day, you know, mood, mood can really go down. If you, if you have poor quality sleep, if you're deprived, it can be tough to maintain your weight. I mean, hormones, hormones can get out of balance. Like I know leptin and ghrelin, especially like the hunger and, and satiety hormones, they, those are two that can get way out of balance. And that's why a lot of times for me and for a lot of other people, I'm sure yourself as well, Nick, when, when you're sleep deprived, you start to navigate towards the cupboards. You go towards the junk food, the chips, the all of these things, and, and you start to eat a little bit more. And, and that's why kind of puts your hormones a little bit out of whack. Yeah, man. And um, yeah, that's what I was going to say, because I don't think I touched on that. Like the, um, the hormone kind of thing, whether it's, you know, you said leptin and ghrelin, and then with cortisol, that's the stress hormone. So there's definitely like a lot of issues that can kind of be pulled in with that. And then like testosterone, estrogen, like I know there's some, some studies on like, you know, if you get X hours of sleep, like maybe two hours less than the average, then like your testosterone is known to like dip off by whatever percent it is. I don't want to just throw out random numbers, but um, I know it can, can affect that significantly. And then that can kind of like, you know, have another cascade of effects that like you might not feel like immediately immediately you might not know what's going on but then at a certain point you know those issues start to arise oh yeah dude and the list i mean here just goes on and on and on really i mean we could we could probably sit here for like an hour and talk about all of the things that sleep impacts which is why i'm so adamant about everybody improving their sleep improving the amount of sleep, improving the habits around sleep, which we will get into a little bit later. But just to name a few other things, like it's literally going to lower your risk for disease, getting better quality sleep. 
it's going to help with your heart health. It's going to help with your blood sugar regulation can help like with, you know, if you're on, on track for, for pre-diabetes or diabetes, like it could help you start to get that going in the right direction. Cellular and tissue repair, literally like overnight your cells and your tissues repair yourself. This happens more in like REM sleep, but it's going to be huge for, for you just getting into a good spot there. And so we could talk about this forever, but, you know, kind of getting into the next subject, which is around how do you even know you need to improve sleep? Because I know when I personally started, you know, I didn't really even know sleep was a problem for me initially. And most people out there don't, you, you don't really understand how, how bad your sleep is until you get it fixed. And so how do you know if you need to improve sleep in the first place? So first off, if you don't, wake up feeling rested, especially, you know, after seven hours of sleep or more, that is a huge sign that you need to get your sleep fixed. You need to start, you know, doing some of the things that we're going to talk about. You honestly should feel rested the majority of the time when you get up in the morning. You know, it's not going to happen every every morning. You're going to have times where, where you're not able to get as much sleep as you want to. You're going to have times when, when maybe you were drinking alcohol the night before and you don't get as good as sleep. All of these things contribute, but nine times out of 10, you should feel pretty rested in the morning going into the day and, and maybe even more, honestly, in my opinion. And if you're always having that afternoon slump, I talk to a lot of people, they're always hitting that afternoon slump. That is a huge sign that you need to get your sleep going in the right direction. You know, if it takes a long time, kind of on that same track, like of, of waking up, not feeling rested, if it takes a long time for you to get into the day, to start being productive, to just start feeling good, that's a big sign that your sleep's not in a good spot. Like these are all just big, big signs that, that we need to start doing something about, about where your sleep's at. Yeah. And just going through this list is making me <laughs> realize that I need to, uh, you know, implement a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about in the next, uh, you know, few minutes, but yeah, just some other things too, like waking up throughout the night, um, just being like, moody or irritated all the time um trying to think what else you know needing like coffee feeling like you're run down all the time those are just some other things that um you know it might be some signs that you want to start working on your sleep yeah but um yeah moving from there like what can you actually do to start incorporating these things to increase your sleep quality um, cause that's going to be like the main thing that you want to work on off the bat is the sleep quality. Um, I think it's a lot more controllable, uh, just cause you know, some people don't have as much time, which I think most of us can start to make that time, but you know, everyone has different situations, but kind of moving into the sleep quality and how we can incorporate that. So it's going to vary from person to person. Everyone has their you know, the things that they're not doing, um, the things that they're, you know, the downfalls that are kind of making them, you know, have that lack of quality sleep. So just moving into like some sim simple things that you can start with, you know, dialing in the sleep conditions. So a cool dark room, you know, making sure there's not like a bunch of sound that you can hear outside of your house. If you have something that's like maybe a fan or white noise that might help you um, just being comfortable with, you know, your bedding pillows, all that kind of stuff. And then 
um, just being hydrated as you go to sleep, not necessarily drinking a ton of water right before you go to sleep, but you know, just drinking throughout the day comes to mind. Yeah, no, I think those are good. And, you know, just, just kind of touching back on the sleep amount, you know, I know you said you're spot on, I think with not everybody's going to be able to get tons and tons of sleep at night. And, and I do think that it is key though, to, to maximize the sleep that you can get. And if you can shoot for seven plus hours of sleep, that's where you're going to start to see the most benefits in my opinion. But the more sleep, you know, generally leads to more quality sleep. So if you're, if you're like, I'm only getting five hours of sleep, you know, trying to even just get an extra 15, 30 minutes, starting there, getting up to five and a half hours of sleep, and then, you know, moving your way up from there can be very beneficial because, you know, if, if you see people getting four or five hours of sleep a night, you know, the odds that they're getting a lot of great quality sleep is is just not usually great from what I've seen. And so just making sure that whatever you do, you start maximizing the amount of time you can get. If that means going to bed a little bit earlier, awesome. If that means sleeping in a little bit more, great. Like just whatever you can do to maximize that is key. And then getting into some of my favorite habits. So three of my favorite habits, you know, on top of those two, you just listed first off is nighttime routine. I am so adamant about nighttime routine. I think I talked about this on our foundations, our foundations episode as well. And I started kind of getting giddy because sleep (laughs) is one of my favorite topics to talk about, but nighttime routine, which just means dialing in uh, first off, starting with a hard cutoff time. So this just means having a time where you stop mental stimulation. You stop anything that's stressful in your life. You stop work. You stop having arguments with people. Like whatever it is that, that is stressing you out, that's stimulating your mind. This, These are some of the things that can make it hard to go to sleep at night. You know, I know in the past I've struggled with it, my mind racing. My mind racing. And this is the first step, in my opinion, to people getting past that. It's having that hard cutoff time. Ideally, if you can have this a few hours before bed, because it does take time for your body to shift from the processes during the the daytime when it's awake to the processes that it needs to be in to, to go to sleep and to have that rest. And then the second part of this is to do one relaxing activity before bed. And so for me, it's meditation. I love to do meditation before bed. I do 15 minutes of it. It really calms my mind. It really puts me into a great state for sleep. And it can be whatever you want it to be for you. It could be a hot bath. It could be reading. It could be um, like I do, meditation. It could be playing with your dog. Like whatever, whatever relaxes you, whatever puts you into a good mental state for bed, whatever gets your mind off of whatever's going on in your life, You can even do that. Like I take those two hours before bed to just relax and do things like reading, do things like maybe I'll watch a funny TV show, like whatever it is that can kind of get my mind off things. And then consistent sleep schedule. So this is huge just for dialing in your circadian rhythm. Having a consistent sleep schedule, which means going to bed around the same time each night, waking up at the same time each night. I know a lot of people, and this was something that I did a lot, when I was drinking, especially is like, I had my weekday schedule and I had my weekend schedule and they were completely different. And that, that makes it very difficult to get consistent quality sleep. When you're going to bed at 3 AM on Friday, Saturday and waking up at noon. And then, you know, during the week you're waking up at 6 AM for your job and you're going to bed at nine or 10. 
it, it's going to be tough to, to keep a consistent, to get your circadian rhythm dialed in and to really get a consistent quality sleep. And so trying to, to stay within 30, maybe an hour of the same bedtimes and wake times is going to be very, very beneficial towards you getting better quality sleep. Dude. Yeah. That was really well said. Like, especially with the, um, <clears throat> where I touched on like the quality quantity thing, I think you, you cleared that up really well for them where it's like, you know, the quality is really, or the quantity is really important too. And they can um, kind of improve on each other. But then also like, you know, what you said about how you're going into like your top three, I really agree with you on that. The nighttime routine is like one of the biggest things up there where it's like, if that's something that can really relax you and put that, put you in that state where you're, you know, actually ready to sleep, like that can, you know, that can fix so many things just in itself. Um, yeah. And then the, um, with the circadian rhythm too, another piece, we'll just be getting that sunlight in the morning. I actually don't know if you said that. Um, I didn't. I just said two. I, I said I was going to give them three, and I just did two. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I wasn't sure if you touched um, within the circadian rhythm because, you know, like when you when you get that sunlight in the morning, it basically sets your circadian rhythm with like how your cortisol is released, um, and basically allows you to have more energy throughout the day, and then your cortisol will kind of taper off towards you towards bedtime this way you can fall asleep easier absolutely yeah and if you can't do the the sunlight i mean i know for me right now it's starting to get where it's like dark until after 7 a.m and so just getting some light you know trying to to make sure when you get up that you're getting some light in your face and and just allowing allowing that to to set in your circadian rhythm a little bit more and i love that you know that's that's one of my favorites god and well, I, you know, I think my third would just be just the sleeping conditions really is, is, is my, my top three that, that most people can really benefit from nighttime routine, consistent sleep schedule, dialing your sleeping conditions. Another one that comes to mind is just getting movement and exercise in. I know I've had plenty of my clients that have told me like how much better sleep they get once they've gotten a consistent workout routine going. They're like, wow, I just get to sleep so much easier. And, and that's, that's one of those big things is like, you'll be able to fall asleep easier, generally have, have a, have an easier time getting to bed and just seeing better quality sleep when you're, you're getting that consistent exercise routine and you're getting quality movement in through the day and really shooting for a step goal, you know, not being sedentary, not sitting on your ass. Like all of these things will li- really lead to a lot better quality sleep. Yeah, man. And another one too, that this is more of like a bonus one that I've, found out about more recently is just having having more of your carbs towards the end of the day about like two to three hours before bed mm-hmm. it's more of like a you know i wouldn't focus too much on this if you're you know if you have a bunch of other issues you know the things that we're talking about you're not taking care of um but yeah if you have those carbs two to three hours before bed you can you know help with that circadian rhythm and the cortisol response, it, you can start to blunt that as you're going to sleep. Again, you'll be able to get to sleep a little bit easier. And then also, I just wanted to touch on like a few things that you could avoid. Um, so definitely like alcohol and drugs. Um, I know a lot of people 
will say that they sleep better when they, you know, if they smoke weed before they go to bed. And um, you might feel like you are, but I know that there's definitely some signs on the way it affects how deep a sleep you get. And you might not feel those effects right away, but I know there's definitely something there. And um, I was actually listening to something on it, and they were talking about how people who are smoking, like smoke before they go to bed, they don't have dreams for a while. And then once they stop, they start to have dreams again because they're getting in that, that deep REM sleep again, which is kind of interesting. I love that, dude. And and uh, to add on to that, you know, I think if you're relying on anything to get to sleep, it's it's just, it gets really difficult. I know this was back in probably high school. I became relying on melatonin to get to sleep because you're like, oh, melatonin gets you to sleep and it can knock you out, give you some weird fucking dreams. But it it also just, when you become relying on it, you need more and more. And that kind of goes for, for alcohol, for, for weed, all of this stuff. If you're relying on it, then good luck getting to sleep without it. And so that's not where you want to be. And so I would say if you're taking these things to get to sleep, do whatever you can to stop doing that because you're going to be way better off in the long run when you got to keep doing more and more. You're relying on doing that to get to sleep. That's the last thing you want. And on the alcohol piece. So obviously I, I come from from struggles with, with alcohol and I used to have a whoop band and I would see my recovery scores after drinking a shitload of alcohol and it was alarming dude it was alarming i would have if for anybody who knows what a whoop is it has like your recovery score it has like your hrv which is like your heart rate variability and my heart rate variability was generally like on a regular basis like when i was doing good and i was sleeping good it was up around like 90 to 100 and when i would have like one of those nights where I would just go crazy binge drinking, all of that stuff, which was like every weekend I would drink or I would, I would have an HRV that was like zero to 10. Wow. Zero to 10. My recovery would be like 1%. Wow. It would be like, yeah, just 1%. So that, that really made me realize just how terrible, like, and, and it would be like the wake ups, like the, you know how they had the whoops that like the number of wake ups, it would tell me you woke up like 34 times. That's insane. You know, and that's obviously the extreme amount of alcohol, but there's plenty yeah. of people that are, that are doing that or that are doing like somewhere around that. And it doesn't take that much alcohol to, to really do a number on your sleep. Yeah. I saw, um, I heard someone else talking about it. Same exact thing, except they were saying they had, I think it was three glasses of wine they did that for two nights in a row and their score dropped by like 50% or something like that, which is pretty insane for, you know, two to three glasses of wine for a few nights. So yeah, I think it kind of ties into that. Like what I was talking about with the smoking, like I think it just really affects the, like you're not able to get into like deep, like REM sleep with that. Yeah. You know, when that's in your system. No, for sure. But Getting into the last question. So we're adding in a new question this week. And this is just going to be something we do on every episode. And it's just going to be all around how can you apply this to your own unique lifestyle? You know, this is the Lifestyle Nutrition Podcast. And so Nick and I were talking, we're like, we want to make sure that everybody listening to this has 
some tips, some, some value that they can actually go back and you can actually literally start doing things to get you in the right direction. And so what we're going to go into here is just, where do you start with this? Because, you know, we just threw a lot of shit at you and you're probably like information overload here. And so we want to give you kind of step-by-step, like what can you do to start moving your own individual sleep in the right direction? And first off, you really got to look at what's the biggest struggle in your life. You know, I think that's kind of step one is, is really figuring out where, where your struggles at. And so like, are you getting enough sleep in the first place? You know, if you can ease your way up to seven plus hours a night or just maximize that time you can get per night, you're going to be in a such better place or much better place with sleep. Like that's exactly what I was talking about just a little bit ago. Maximize that sleep you can get. Really prioritize and make it getting as much sleep as you possibly can a high priority in your life. And I guarantee you that you will increase the quality of sleep. More sleep equals more quality sleep, in my opinion. And then once you've done that, like just looking at your room conditions, you know, Nick talked about dialing in your room conditions. Is your room cool? Is your room dark, comfortable? Like do you have comfortable bedding, pillows, all of this stuff? Is it quiet? I know I live in right near a fucking highway and I have to have a fan in my room right here. I have my fan. I guess we're, we're not really doing video too much, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, forgot, I, I was going to show I was going to show the Spotify listeners my fan but uh no I got a fan to dull out the the highway noise but I don't even think about it anymore but that's that's number two is like that's a very easy thing to change like if you don't have the ability to get blackout shades then just getting like an eye mask or something that can make make it easier to go to sleep all right yeah and then so kind of from there, like, are you doing a lot of stressful or mentally, mentally stimulating things before bed? Like, are you, you know, having arguments? Are you, you know, on social media, watching things that trigger you? Um, you know, things along those lines where, like, you're getting, like, you know, excited, stimulated, you know, cortisol spiking, stuff like that. Um, so you can kind of look into, like, what you're doing there. Um, social media, I know for a lot of people and especially myself is one that I don't know if it affects me too much. Like, you know, I'm not like staying up late scrolling, but I think I'm on it and on my phone before I go to bed. And it's just, it's just naturally stimulating because of, you know, because it's on my phone and all the lights and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then you can, some things you can do too for, you know, for blocking out that light, you can get blue light, blue light blockers. And then um, I know on, on your phone and on your computer, you can set up different settings where it changes the colors on your screen. So it's not blue light and you're not, um, you're not getting as stimulated by it. And I just put on my blue light blockers. Oh, nice. I know nobody can see it, but my, <laughs> I'm a huge blue light blocker guy. You know, it's going to, it, all of these freaking lights close to bedtime. Some people can handle it, but honestly, in my opinion, it's not even worth just trying to get get your get yourself some blue light blockers and just help yourself out there. Because all that blue light, it can mimic sunlight. It can kind of dull that melatonin release, which is what you want to have close to bedtime. And it can make getting to sleep a lot more difficult. Just wanted to put my two cents in there. 
Yeah, yeah, no, and another thing too with that is um, something that I've been doing recently. Um, because like I don't, I can't dim my lights; it's either on or off, and mine are like pretty bright in my room. And my mom just happened to give me one of those uh, those salt lamps, so I've been turning that up all the way, which isn't that bright. Turn my lights off so I can still see in my room. You know, about twenty to thirty minutes before I go to bed. And then, you know, as I'm getting ready for bed, if I want to, I can slowly dim it or I can just, you know, shut it right off. This way I'm not like sitting there in a in a bright room. And then when I try to go to sleep, it's like, all right, like, let's try to like, it's going to take a lot longer for me to go to sleep when my I have all those bright lights on. I like it, dude. And yeah, this is this is one of those things when you're talking about, like, are you doing mentally stimulating stuff? Are you? doing work are you doing are you having arguments are you doing things that trigger you like you were talking about this is where that nighttime routine can come into play so if you're somebody who you get to this point in the list and you're like yeah i am doing a lot of mentally stimulating yeah i am watching a lot of tv like scary shit like all you know whatever you're doing that's that's making it so you're you're maybe increasing cortisol maybe you're you got a lot of light around whatever it is this is a great spot to add in a nighttime routine to to give yourself that hard cut off time and then to just really relax closer to bedtime and get yourself into a better state for sleep. And then number, then we go into after that, if you've figured out like, Oh yeah, I'm, you know, I don't do a lot of stressful stuff close to bed. Then are you waking up and going to bed around the same time each night? And so I know we talked, I went into pretty good depth here before, but like if you're somebody who has two different schedules on the weekday and the weekend, it just is going to be very difficult to get quality sleep on a consistent basis. And so trying to dial in that consistent bedtime, if you can get nine times that nine nights out of 10, like that's really ideal. I know it makes a lot of people think they can't have fun, but that's really just not the nature of it. In my opinion, you know, it's going to lead to a lot more fun, a lot more energy, and you can still do all the things you want to. It's just, you know, trying to be as consistent as possible as often as possible. All righty. Take two take two check or whatever the hell they do with the the old uh computer sets so we fucked up last time the recording didn't all the way go go all the way through and so when we were left off we were talking about consistent sleep schedule and just some of the habits that you can put into your life that can be pretty simple and starting to get you better quality sleep yeah so moving on into the last couple pieces getting moving throughout the day that's like that's one of the biggest ones too especially if you can get out early in the morning about, you know, 60 to 90 minutes after you wake up, get some sunlight in there. Um, That's super big for setting your circadian rhythm. And then, um, you know, just having consistent training routine, making sure you're walking, just getting moving throughout the day. Um, That'll help also like with just falling asleep in general. If you use your, you know, the energy you have, if you're moving, um, you'll tend to be more tired by the time it gets to the end of the day and then you can fall right asleep and and then you'll feel better. And then the other thing too is getting some, as many whole foods in your diet as possible. So focusing on that, um, getting more quality foods in, it'll just help you feel better, help with your, your digestion and then you'll be able to sleep better, um, get more more sleep and higher quality sleep. 100% dude. Yeah, really well said. Honestly, 
I've seen a lot of great success with my, my clients, just especially, you know, with all of these, but um, I've heard a lot of great things about, you know, walking and exercise and just how much better sleep they start getting right off the bat after they get that consistent routine going in, that consistent movement. So those are definitely amazing things to add into your, your day, your week to increase that quality of sleep pretty easily. And getting into our last one. So last question, we're adding this in to all of our podcasts going forward, which is how can you apply this to your own unique lifestyle? You know, we understand that everybody listening out there, you have different lifestyles, you have different schedules, you have different things going on. You know, all of what we're talking about, you can't always apply or, you know, but you're probably wondering, how do I apply this to my lifestyle? And so what we're going to do on this is try to give you somewhat of like a checklist and we'll be including a checklist as well with this podcast, but we're going to just go through eight things that you can ask yourself to try to pinpoint where you need work, what you can add in. Like just, we tried to put together some best questions that you can ask yourself to figure out what's next. How can I better, you know, better my sleep? How can I get better quality? And going right into it, number one is asking yourself, are you even getting enough sleep in the first place? And so what we want you to do is try to ease your way up to seven plus hours per night. But we also do understand that not everybody can get that. And so if you're one of those people, just try to maximize the time you can get per night. Try to get a little bit more each night, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, ease your way up to as much as you can possibly get, because then you'll be getting better quality sleep. Yeah. And moving right into number two, just ask yourself, is your room cool, dark, comfortable? Is it quiet or is the noise in there something that is comfortable to you? Like, do you have a fan? Do you have a sound machine that can um, block out all the noise? Um, and that's probably going to be the easiest change for you right there is just setting up, you know, your environment. 100% dude. And moving into number three is, are you doing a lot of stressful or mentally stimulating things before bed? Are you working? Are you arguing a lot? Are you watching stuff that, that scares you or triggers you? Like all of these things are going to impact your sleep quality. And so if you're somebody who you're like, yes, I am doing this, you know, what you can start to do is add in that nighttime routine that we talked about above you know, really setting a hard cutoff time from these activities, doing one relaxing thing before bed. I've also found that for some people, this can mean social media, phone, television, stuff like that. And if you're one of those people who is on your phone, is watching TV closer to bed, I always recommend blue light blocking glasses. I They've been a game changer for me because that blue light does mimic sunlight. And so it can kind of dim the production of melatonin which is going to help you get to sleep at night. So if you can do anything you can to not have that suppressed melatonin production close to bedtime, you're going to get to bed a lot easier. Awesome. Moving into four, we have, uh, are you going to bed and waking up around the same time each night? So having that consistent schedule, um, paying attention to, to the weekends, like making sure you're not completely off uh, when it comes to the weekends. And then, just making sure you're very consistent with it. And um, yeah, you're just really trying to dial in that circadian rhythm. Yes, sir. No, that's a great one. You know, that's an easy one too. And not an easy one necessarily, but it's also just one that can really, really pay a lot of dividends. And rolling into number five is, are you drinking plenty of water? So like the dialing in of sleeping conditions, this is a pretty easy one to change. And if you struggle with getting water in, some things that you can do, some things that have helped me. First off, chugging or just drinking 20 to 25 ounces right when you get up you're going to be very dehydrated it's i like to keep a water bottle with me 
Right now, I keep one at my bed, and this is an easy one to do. You can just keep the water bottle with you or a cup with you, depending on where you are, around the whole day. This can kind of be an easy reminder to keep drinking water. You could use flavorings if you don't like the taste of water. They have freaking flavorings for everything these days. You can probably make it taste like your favorite pop if you want to. I don't know. But you could also, if you really forget, <laughs> set reminders on your phone. Set alarms, reminders on your phone to drink water. If your goal is 100 ounces of water a day, set five reminders on your phone for 20 ounces a day. You, you don't have to guess on it. You can just freaking drink 20 ounces and get back to whatever you're doing. Yes, sir. Moving to number six. Are you eating plenty of quality foods throughout the day and week? <clears throat> so just paying attention to like, are you going out to fast food? Are you... Um, just eating a lot of stuff that's coming out of boxes and bags. Just pay attention to, you know, the vegetables you're getting in and, um, you know, how that affects your sleep. And then also starting to um, just increase that quality of sleep through that is going to be, you know, huge. Yes, sir. hundred percent. And number seven, one of the last ones here, are you sedentary throughout the day? Are you just sitting on your ass doing nothing, not exercising, not moving, you know, this is where we can, can start to incorporate daily movement. We can start to incorporate an exercise routine. These are going to really, really make sleep a lot easier to achieve at night. And so just ease up. Whatever you're doing, add a little bit to it. If you don't have an exercise routine, start with one to two days a week and just build on that. Start small and build on it. Yeah, and then the last one. This is arguably the most important, to be honest, when it comes to just making any changes, be patient with yourself. So, you know, there's going to be a lot that comes up when you go to start to make this change and improve your sleep. Um, so just go slow with it, work on one, maybe two things at a time, and um, just pay attention to that improvement that you're seeing and, um, you know, keep that momentum going as you do. Hundred percent, dude. And honestly, that probably should be number one. Yeah, <laughs> like you probably should have had that as number one on the checklist because because that is the most important thing. If you're not being patient with yourself, you're probably not going to see the results you want because it's not going to happen overnight. Nothing does. Change is tough. We talk about it all the time. And with that, do you have anything else for the people, Nick? Do you have anything yeah. else for our our watchers? I guess our listeners out there. No, I think I actually think it is good that we left that that last one till the end because now they can all uh, remember it and they know it's you know that's the most important. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think that's the most important thing with just about anything. Yeah, Be patient with yourself because we're yeah. all assholes to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I think I can wrap it up. I think we did a good job of uh, you know on our second time running through i think we cleaned it up and kept it uh a little more concise for them so they can you know <laughs> implement everything cuz i think we went on for close to 50 minutes on that last one so <laughs> oh yeah dude we can mumble we can mumble on for a while and yeah we'll we'll wrap it up appreciate everybody listening um, hopefully this helps you get in the right direction with your sleep like we talked about we will have a checklist along with this episode so make sure you show notes to find that otherwise we appreciate you listening we love you all and we hope you have a good rest of your week thank you all have a good one